Matchday live extra from the GTEC Community Stadium where it finished Brentford 1, Wolves 1. I'm Mikey Burrows, Andy Thompson has been alongside me. Claire Hakeman been watching from home as Ruben Neves' curled effort from the edge of the penalty area enough to get a share of the points. Diego Costa was sent off late on after VAR intervened for a apparent headbutt. We will talk about that a little bit later on, but... Plenty to discuss. Claire, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the 90 minutes overall? Yeah, I think there's there's definitely some positives to take, isn't there, today? And I think, that, you know, we spoke earlier about getting some kind of result out of it and the fact that, you know, only Arsenal have come and won at, at Brentford. It's a tough place to go. Their home record is, is, is really strong. So um, I think a point's a positive result. I think there's a little air of frustration because I think they were there for the taking. I think there was moments in that game that... You know, quite a few decent chances in there that maybe we didn't quite, you know, make the most of that, that might have got us the three points today. But I think a point's, you know, a positive and it, it sets us off. And I think there was quite a, quite a lot of positive combinations on, on the pitch today to, to look forward to for the next couple of games. Uh, the first half, not a great deal happened, if we're being honest about it. Daniel Prudence had kind of good half effort. I don't think he even went down as an effort in the end. On the official well, stats, yeah, well, so it, tame, it, it, was it? As the strike was that bad, yeah. Shot come cross, come shot. But there was some good bright moments, one from De Silva for Brentford that curled just wide, but really the game kicked into gear early in the yeah. second half. Well, it become a lot, uh, well, it become open, didn't it? The game did it in the second half. Um, both teams seemed to counter-attack against each other and the defences stood pretty strong for the majority of it until that opportunity come where they took a short corner. Uh, we've switched off um, outside of the box and inside of the box. Ball's come back in, crossed it, and Ben Mees volleyed it in uh, along the six-yard box. Two of our players there, and that's one, the cross should be stopped or the short corner should have been taken. And also as well, there was two players that could have got close to Ben Mee for the volley that he had. Um, so if you're looking at that, not a great bit of defending, but generally throughout the game, I thought the, the two centre-hours did really well. Um didn't help Samado that he got booked after 30 seconds because it sounded like he's uh, got to be careful on that. But I thought Bueno down the left-hand side, I thought he played well. I thought that he grew into the game. As I touched on earlier, they tried to isolate him. They tried to um, get the, the Brentford lads at him and to see if he would uh, fold, but he didn't. He pushed on and, if anything, second half, he'd probably come a, a lot stronger and offer a lot more than Samado in the flanks. Uh, a quick word on Breno, Claire, because I say you've seen plenty of him because you've watched quite a few of the under-23s games. It's, uh, we always kind of knew that he had this kind of ability, but the, is, the real incredible thing is the way that he's just absolutely slipped into the same level, the same gear, and he's just making it look easy, like he's played 100 games rather than five. Yeah, it's effortless, isn't it? And I think um, his contribution is not just in the defensive side. I think it's just how aggressive he is when he's going forward. So he's been a real positive outlet outlet for us uh, going forward in the final third, um, which is everything we saw for the under-23s. I think sometimes there's that worry that can they do it? You know, can they cut it in the Premier League? You know, it's a, t- a real big step up, that is. But he, I think he's been excellent and he's more than justified his selection uh, for the last three games. But I wonder, Claire, whether it's about... I mean, if you compare him to Ray and Aitnouri, both talented young players, Aitnouri maybe has got into a habit of overdoing things, whereas Bueno, there is a more of a simplicity, and I don't mean that with any disrespect, because it's clearly very effective and he's, he's putting good balls into the area. It's just 
He doesn't seem to think about it. He just does it. Yeah, I think he's a bit more direct, isn't he? I think Aid Nori, the one thing, the criticism of him probably is that he actually does just a little bit too much. There's always one more touch. He always wants to take just one little extra. And actually, his final delivery doesn't often come because he, by this point, he's, he's been dispossessed. But um, I think Bueno is just so, such a talent. I think he's so direct. A couple of really quality crosses he's put in the box today. His deliveries are superb. Um, I think he's all-round game. I think defensive side, a bit like Aint Nori. I think it's the defensive side is the bit to possibly work on slightly. But I think alongside the two today, I think he's he's done himself complete justice in there. And I think he's you know a real positive to take out of the last few weeks. And I, I, I can't I can't see him obviously losing his place. Maybe the Leeds game, but aside from that, he deserves to be playing next game as well. Another young player who we should talk about, Tomo Bubakar Traore. How good was he today? I thought he played well. Um, we talk about that we needed. Uh, somebody who's uh, in there who's going to get in, going to chase things down, try and close people down, and he did that. Um, I said uh, the last game that he played that probably sometimes he's a little bit eager, but it's just showing you that that's probably what we need after last week's performance where we didn't really get into people, we stood off people, and looks like he makes the odd mistake where he's got he's in two minds about his decision-making, which he did in the first half. He was better in the second half, um, but look... He's still learning. He's still a young lad, and and that's the thing that you you can see from him. But there's no doubt about it. The way that he closes people down and rushes in, he got caught. I think in the first half as well, where square ball across and he's tried to win it, got took out the game. And Wizza just missed it, or De Silva, De Silva just missed it with a curler. I thought it was in, and that's just his eagerness. And look, I'd rather have that and not at all, where he's trying to win things and trying to do things. But again, I'm sure that he learnt from that. He learnt from what he's done when he's going in. Um, and look, he wants to try and win every ball, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just got to assess the situation. And I just thought that he did it a lot better in the second half. I thought that he he calmed himself down to a certain degree in there. He still was chasing round and trying to close things down, but I just think that his, his general play as well, um, his one twos with Neves and various other essential uh, players, that was a lot better in the second half. So I thought it, I thought he'd be pretty pleased with the way he played as well. Yeah, Claire, what was your thoughts on Bubakata today? Uh, yeah, I thought he had a good game. I thought he was solid. I think he offers something different to a lot of our other centre midfield options. He's very aggressive in his play. Um, and I think he broke up the play nicely today. Uh, his defensive work was superb and actually it released. It, it enabled Nunes in the first half and then moving on Matinho just to get a bit more involved and let them do the creative, kind of be in charge of the pre- creativity. Um, at, at times, a couple of times, a little bit rusty, maybe a little bit of match fitness rusty, a couple of touches that were a bit loose, bit, you know, a bit too far out of his feet and we lost possession. But I think, you know, as, as his first 90 minutes there, I think he'd be really pleased uh, in terms of his contribution to the game so uh, I thought it did really well Helen says uh, we needed to keep Adama on the pitch we seem to lack our attacking intent when he goes off and he says so much better for Wolves today great goal from Ruben Bueno looks great Pedenz in full Sonic the Hedgehog mode Costa looks like he's back up to old Costa good and bad he also adds <laughs> Bubakar Traore played well too feeling much more positive again now um, that comment about Costa though um oh, where do we start in this? Because, it, listen, we're going to be without him now, and that's the huge frustration because it does genuinely feel like he is kind of up to it's speed. Coming. Yeah, he's nearly there, isn't he, Claire? And we saw him again with a left-footed chance today, or a couple of opportunities he had today, where he's, you know, he's not far off from getting a goal and being that brutish striker. But whether that's also come with an aggressive side. 
Yeah, I think oh, it's frustrating, isn't it? I'm literally looking at my notes and, my, you know, three consecutive notes for me are related to his header off the corner. Um, he won the ball and created his own chance. Could have put Podence in, but took his own shot as a, as a selfish striker would do and you'd want him to. Um, and he did a great swiveling shot right after that. You kind of feel like it's coming with him. And I was just literally just involving myself and going, oh, real positive from today's game was actually Costa and the way that he got involved and he's growing into the game. And I think, you know, just a couple more games, I think it's really going to be there. And then, then he got sent off. So, uh, it's a little bit frustrating, isn't it? There, you kind of hindsight being a great thing, you kind of wish that he'd have gone off and Traore would have stayed on. But you know, you'd, we didn't we didn't know how that was going to escalate. I think he's a little bit unfortunate with the incident. Possibly, I think he has put his head there. But I think when a referee sees that tiny snippet of literally his head going in, and that's all he sees, none of the afters and the befores, then I think you're going to give it as a red card. So you know, and he definitely did do some kind of movement in that way. So. Uh, is this one of those situations where the player's reputation precedes him? Because player's right, there is a lot of grappling going on. And in certain other scenarios, some officials, not all, some officials might well have said there's not full contact. They're just both, they're both kind of being silly and going towards each other and we'll let it go. Yeah, look, so... Have we been too generous, maybe? No, look, so his reputation's always going to be playing on referees or anybody else's minds, uh, the players as well. Um, and I'm sure Ben Mee had a look at that as well when he's coming in. But look, he hasn't head-butted him as such, but the problem that's got him in trouble is is that movement of his head towards Ben Mee is the problem. And look, so I think the official didn't have a great day today. Um, Decision-making and... And how he handled the game, I thought that he struggled. But but you don't want to give them the opportunity to make that decision. So as soon as he's gone to VAR, I said before he even come and look at the screen, he's going to send him off. He's going to send him off because once he comes and I look at it and he sees that movement of the head towards him, he's 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 going to give him the red card as he did. And look, he's he's unfortunate. And as you touched on there, he looks like he's getting himself fitter. It's a bit sharper around the box where he's he's starting to move the ball himself. Rather than just trying to lay it off for other people, he's trying to do it himself. Um, but we're going to lose him again for games. Can I don't know if they can um, challenge it or. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. On what he ain't going to change his mind, is he? I think I think they'll never overturn it when no. the referee's seen no. it and confirmed it, and somebody else has seen it and told him to go and look at it. There's yeah, no way that it'll what, get overturned. No, which I don't is, think so. You know. Un- We'd love to think so because I think he was growing. I think his his goal was coming. You feel like the next couple of games, and now I'm guessing that's a three match ban that means we won't see him till Boxing Day, so potentially. Is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, well, that's Everton away, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible when you think about it like that. But I, I think you're right. I think that part of the issue is that the only grounds that they could say is that does he actually make contact, and that kind of feels. A bit in terms of, you know, listen, not liking it to anything, you know, but it's, it's attempted burglary rather than burglary, right? And you're kind of going like, that's a that's a moral, ethical point as to whether whether you should get away with that or not. Just his in, Unfortunately, it's just his instinct, isn't it, that's got him the red card? Because I look, when he thinks well, about it and looks at it, he'll go, oh, I'm stupid, but he can't help himself. And, but that's why I asked both of you, actually, and, and Claire, you can chip in first, and then Tom might follow in, in that, do you kind of have to accept that that's part of who he is and actually when he's at his best, there is a side to him that is kind of not quite so nice? Well, I think that's the first we've seen of it, isn't it? I don't think we've seen anything else. I think it was the talk when he signed was how is he going to cope with VAR because you're not going to get away with what maybe he did historically get away with previously. Um, So, 
you know, the movement is there. He's definitely going to make some kind of movement towards Ben Mee. So it's never going to get overturned. It would be lovely to think that it would be maybe not a three-match ban and maybe we could make it two or one. But that, again, I don't think it will happen. So I think we knew what we were walking into with him and there's always that that potential. But I think he, he offered so much on the pitch today. It's frustrating for us now thinking about going forward without, uh, you know, a, a, an actual striker. Okay, obviously we know there's people that can do a job, but it's, you know, actually he was playing himself in nicely and deserving his spot in the team. Um, so it's a shame that we're going to be without him for the next couple of games. Yeah, so it is a shame because I, I think he was starting to get his fitness, match fitness. Um, he was offering us something up front. I think when he initially came in, he probably didn't offer as much as we wanted him to because of his fitness. Um, I think that he started to come in and offer us that little bit more, a uh, bit more of a presence. Like I say, today he's got his head on the, the end of things. He's had a couple of shots and it, and it just seems just to be building and building and building with the amount of times that he's becoming more of a threat to the opposition. Um, it's a shame that we haven't got him. Well, it looks like we're not going to have him until like after the, the World Cup break. Um, was it Brighton next week who's had a Convincing win against Chelsea today, <laughs> yeah. so it's um, yeah. Look, it's it's look people, but I'm looking here. There's an opportunity for somebody else. There's an opportunity for somebody else to come in. Um, can they do anything to stay into the side? So you've seen Bueno come in. He had an opportunity to play in the side. He's come in, took it with both hands, and he's stayed in the side. There's an opportunity for somebody else next week, um, and they've got to take it. Uh, just a quick point on that, Claire. Um, because it's going to be a really interesting choice now. So you've got He Chan Wang, who started the season playing that role, but we haven't seen a great deal of him. Gonzalo Guedes came off the bench today, um, had kind of one moment on the edge of the area where Tomo's screaming for him to shoot, and, and he didn't. And then when he did get a chance again to shoot on the right side of the box, again he kind of pulled back infield, and there was a strange free kick given against him. It, it, it just kind of feels like his form has absolutely nosedived. And and we're not seeing what we thought we were going to get from him. So, I mean, those are the two choices, unless they want to play Chem Campbell in that role. I mean, do you play three midfield? Maybe I don't know. So, like, with the way that things have gone, so like, do we play and just wait until after the the break? Make it difficult uh, for teams when they come to Molyneux. So, I'd, I, it'd be interesting to see what he actually does about what formation he's actually going to play and what people he's going to play as well. Because there may be no Mateus either who we forget went off injured in the first half. Yeah, well, I can see the midfield being possibly the same midfield that's just finished that game. And I think that combination, you know, we know that's a pretty solid combination. It's a nice mix of physicality with creativity as well. Um, I think Wang will be possibly the option. He seems to have been most used in terms of sub. I think he did, you know, going back a long way. But that first game when he wasn't much fit at Leeds, he did a great job in, in that position. So we know he can do it. But obviously he hasn't had masses of minutes, the same as Guedes. So you've got, you've got players that probably haven't had you know, a start in quite a while, really. So, and expecting them to step up and, and slot right in. I think the really pleasing thing for me is that Podence's form is has been brilliant. I thought he was excellent today. He was very creative throughout. He was a real threat. And we know he's got goals in him. You know, he's already scored a couple. So he is, you know, a real outlet for him. It's a real positivity. I think he should have really, really have given it a better go with that first shot in the first half. But um, I think the combination for me would probably be Huang, uh, Podence and Traore. Um, and then go with that and, and see where we go. And Guedes being an option off the bench. Um, well, I'm just having another think here, just looking at here, the the players who are warming up or out putting through the, the paces there. Chem Campbell, would it be a, a 
interesting one if he could start the game. So I think be- the amount that he hasn't, I'm, I'm, all, I'm just interested that during this spell when obviously Steve Davis has been involved, we've I mean, seen yeah. quite a lot of Hodge, we've seen yeah. Bueno get his chance. Actually, Chem Campbell hasn't been given so many yeah. minutes as the other ones that have been involved. So I'm interested to see where they actually see him. Yeah. They see him as a, a more of a wide player because he's kind of done the out and out striker role, sometimes being the wide player. I'm not. I wonder if they might give him a start. You know, I'd love to see. You can never back against the fact that Campbell should be seeing it real positive the way Buenos took his chance and really, you know, um, made the most of the opportunity. And it'd be great to see another youngster getting getting a similar opportunity as well. Yeah, I'm just saying that about that. So with Steve Davis being in charge, an opportunity for him, knowing all the young lads coming through and having confidence in them, which is great. But yeah, so that'd be interesting to see whether or not he does give uh, one of the young lads another opportunity in there. Um, right, Tomo's looking at his watch, Claire, because I think it's beer <laughs> o'clock. Now my watch is just buzzed, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what you know what it was. But for those who know, there's a pretty decent pub just around the corner from this ground. <laughs> I'm uh, driving, uh, mate, now. I think Tomo's got a booking. Uh, so, uh, man of the match, where would he go for? For us, I thought Neves, for me. I thought Neves played really well. Um, it was between him and Pedence, because I thought Pedence did well, but I think the goal that he got as well um, showed a captain's performance for me today. Claire? Oh, but it'd be the similar combination for me. I, can't, I don't like to follow. I think I, I would like to say as well the positive about having that combination between Kilman and Collins looked a lot stronger yeah. today, yeah. having been beaten 4-0 last week, to see them a lot more connected and battling really for the, for the, for the point, I think was fantastic to see. So um, the combinations of those three would be for me. Pedence possibly with his creative side, but um, any of the above. Claire Hayman, thank you very much indeed. Andy Thompson, thank you very much indeed. Wolves losing, running the capital, comes to an end. Ruben Neves, with another superb strike to add to his collection, gets us something back in the game. 